You're listening to Brick City Blockade Chat Sessions. Cut the gun, all right, too. All right, fine, Jeez. Here's John Bishop and your host, Robin Ho. It's another Sunday. We are here live in New England, the good old Northeast, and... Of course, it is Brick City Blockade Chat Sessions with your host here, Robin Vote, and of course, my good friend to the south of me, just across the border into Massachusetts, it's Mr. John Bishop. John, how are you today, my friend? Well, Owen, I'm just not much of a farmer. Um, <laughs> I, I, I spent most of the day doing um, work around the house, and as much as I enjoy doing some of it, as I, I realize just how bad I am at doing a lot of oh. it, and it's, I think... One of the things that's, uh, you know, I write three stories this morning for the Mickey blog family. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, after that, I'm, I'm putzing around the house with my, uh, my tools and just, I'm really not that much better than my three-year-old. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I actually have to use those, those tiny ones that they, that they sell for the kitchen. Oh yeah. yeah. If you, if you give me an actual hammer, I'm liable to really <laughs> hurt myself. So that's, that's where we're at, Robin. That's, oh, that's where we're at. No. We're at a, we're at a moment of low. <laughs> oh man. And you know what? It happens. It, it happens to the best of us around the house. I was vacuuming this morning. I can't even tell you, tell you how many times I unnecessarily stubbed my toe doing things. And you know, it's Sundays are rough, man, but you know, yeah. You know, that's my Garfield moment. Sundays are rough. Not Mondays. Sundays are rough. But uh, anyway, let's get into some chat about here about a recent episode of The Clone Wars. And John, you and I talked about it in depth quite a bit on the last episode involving the Siege of Mandalore Part 1. Now we've moved forward. We're seeing more of the action side of things. And I'm telling you, this episode, number one, packed a punch. And number two added so much more to what we know about the events leading up to order 66. I mean, we are literally, I would say almost hours away from stuff going down and it is getting jam packed. And I think star Wars fans can all agree. I don't know how you feel about it. The character build with Ahsoka and now with Maul in the picture has been nothing, nothing but fantastic from Filoni. Oh my God. I mean, think about, uh, your favorite characters before the Clone Wars, right? Mm. And, you know, I'm always going to say Obi-Wan, you know, it's just who I am. But, you know, that has, this this series has shuffled up uh, that deck so amazingly, you mm-hmm. know, and, and ha- you know, in many ways, Ahsoka set the ground rules for um, people like Jyn Erso and, um uh, Ray, and I'm I'm borrowing that from a really terrific article from Anthony Bresnikan uh, from oh, Vanity yes. Fair, who did the oral history of um, Ahsoka Tano, and that's a great one. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so satisfying to have that that world building that uh, you know is in, inherent in um, Tolkien, or yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing to see that the depth that, particularly um, Filoni, um, and according to uh, Sam Witwer in another article I read this afternoon, and mm-hmm. I, I posted about, is that Sam Witwer saying that the way that George and um, Filoni worked was a, a pretty unique, almost uh, master and Padawan, but you mm-hmm. know 
towards the end, it feels as if, and at least what Sam is saying is that um, Filoni was able to take the cues from uh, Lucas and, and really take the reins on some of this stuff. And right. that is just, that's just so spectacular. Not only because, hey, we're going to get the, the end here, which I think the end was probably orchestrated you know, so many years ago. I don't think we're sure. going to get too far afield from what they had originally <laughs> talked about. But here in the end, we're going to get a b beautiful setup for, you know, what comes next, you know, solo, a Star Wars story, yeah. perhaps a solo, um, you know, standalone series or a Lando standalone series. Just amazing yeah. stuff that, you know, before Disney purchased all this stuff, none of this was going to happen. <laughs> none of it. None you of know, it. it was it was it was really sort of semi-articulated you know junior novels about you know ahsoka and anakin yeah. and things like that and and now we have what i think is a very coherent storyline that is something that i can show to my kids and say do you see what's going on here yeah. how anakin's decision making affected so many people and mm -hmm. how ahsoka's decision making affected so many people what did they do who was right who did what they thought was right and followed through you know uh, yeah say what you will about anakin you know ahsoka never killed padawans that's right you know that's so right. no matter no matter what her moment was to say yes i will help you maul it was probably in her, in the back of her head the only way she felt like a she didn't have to kill maul in the moment which right. again should right. be you know the the difference there. You know Anakin has already killed um, Count Dooku, right. and by killing Count Dooku, we lost all of this connective tissue. As as Obi Wan said, we'll never know. Mm -hmm. And so you know, at, you know, at least Ahsoka in the moment is is really thinking about it. And unfortunately, uh, Anakin in this particular piece of of his life it really has sort of a dumb jock mentality. You know, give me a it lightsaber, really give me give me a starfighter. You know, put me on the edge. Uh, give me someone to kill, and and it's unfortunate that you know his character kind of lacks that depth in yeah. this moment. Uh, depth that you know Ahsoka certainly does have, and certainly what Anakin has at the end of his life um, mm. is uh, is amazing. So I've talked too much. You, you no, 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 no. It's it's a it's a really interesting point, and I'm glad you brought up the whole point of Anakin at this point in the storyline too, because. We have that one moment in this re recent episode, and you see Obi-Wan over Hollow talking with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano, and in that moment, he starts talking, you know, Ahsoka's looking for answers. She's like, well, what are all the connections here? You know, she's very strategic. We know that about her. Yeah. She's, she, she takes her mindset and says, okay, it's not about what I'm looking for necessarily. It's what's going to help best the, the entire situation and have it move forward in a way that everybody gets what they need out of it. You know, very almost, I'm going to say it kind of gray Jedi in the middle focus um, to the way that the galaxy moves and works. And in, in that moment when Obi-Wan says that, well, Anakin killed Dooku. So we don't have a lot of information. Ahsoka's face at that moment was like, wait, what? Whoa, hold on a second. That's not the Anakin Skywalker that I know. You know what I mean? Mm. It was yeah. like, that's not the master that I learned from. So even in that moment, the one thing that Ahsoka had that Anakin never did was to actually take a deep breath, 
Ahsoka was the master of meditating on a moment. I think even more than Yoda, to be honest with you, and really look at it from a full spectrum and say, hold on, something is not right. And the intelligence she got from Maul in this episode, I think just adds to that even more. And it is something that we have never seen before and never had that insight before going into this. We, that was the background story that we've all been wondering about. So yeah, it, me, that was great. It, it, it was, uh, I think Ahsoka in particular and um, Luke and, and Ray, even though they don't necessarily recognize it uh, at the time, or, you know, I don't think Luke actually recognizes it in Ray to start, is that belief in the person, that yeah. belief that people can be better than what they're doing right now. Mm. Um, you know, there's that moment, I thought it was brilliant, where, she, where Ahsoka essentially asks Maul to join her yeah. and says, yeah. we, we can defeat Count, you know, um, pardon me, uh, the Emperor, the Darth yeah, Sidious, who, you know, yeah, and, and um, it, it, that I thought was brilliant. Yeah, and and just sort of like one of those moments you could just breeze by and be like, oh, she just said that. No, she was trying to figure out a way where there'd be less bloodshed, mm. where she can help the Jedi remain in tacit control um, without necessarily knowing that um, Palpatine and uh, Sidious are the same person at this point right. either, right? So it's it's... I thought it was some amazing stuff. You know, people will at some point love it or hate it just based on the idea that it's a cartoon. Of course. But I think some of this depth of character is essentially what people are unable to articulate about the mm -hmm. rise of Skywalker. You know, the 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 wonderful thing and, and Daisy even jokes about it in all the interviews is that the, that unbelievable earnestness that Ray has. Yeah. Well, if people had a series where Ray essentially grew up in front of you and understood why she might have so much more belief in, in Ben Solo or right. why she believes in Luke Skywalker or why she's so heartbroken in the end to go back to uh, Octo, Octo and, and basically give up because she just doesn't mm -hmm. want mm -hmm. this. She doesn't want to have to make these choices. None of it. Um, I think people would have accepted it a little bit better. And I think one of the things that we're so fortunate to be able to enjoy in this, in this uh, platinum age of Star Wars mm -hmm. is that we're, we're able to look back on what came before it and all of the True. wonderful creative storytellers who are starting to weave this tale and, and really enjoy that, that through line of people yeah. believing each other, believing in, in the right side of things, and believing that even when the worst monster imaginable, I mean, Darth Maul, half man, half machine, horns out of his head. But I, I think I read it somewhere where people were saying they came out of it feeling kind of bad for Maul. You know, that mm. this character that we all hated when he killed uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, in the end, Obi-Wan didn't hate him. Right. You know, right. Obi-Wan, Obi who had every right in the world to hate this person. Um, didn't hate him, and yeah. it, I just think that's in this day and age, where even like the most benign statement can send people into cancel situation, or um, can show actually some people's real true colors. Right. You know the idea that, as you said, Ahsoka is able to take a step back 
think about the situation and come out of it with uh, understanding that it is not black or white, mm-hmm. that only sit mm-hmm. only sits deal in absolutes yeah. um, is yeah. pretty impressive. So it's super impressive. I, yeah, yeah it, it's completely impressive. And I have to agree with a lot of individuals. When Maul was standing there facing Ahsoka in Duchess Satine's old throne room on Mandalore, I mean, number oh. one, the emotions of that. Knowing oh my that, God. That's where everything happened. Again, yeah. going back there was just absolutely stunning. When the glass broke and you see everything erupting. I mean, it was very much almost like the moment in, I'm going to say it, The Last Jedi, when Snoke is having Rey look upon the Resistance being completely destroyed in front of her. It was very much like that kind of moment. And Maul's uh, crew was basically just destroying. His his, uh, his Mandalorians were, were really trying to take over exactly what he wanted to in Mandalore. And that was that full power of not just Mandalore itself, but to really send a message to the entire galaxy that I am here. I am mm-hmm. here. I'm running this syndicate off to the side. And I am taking exactly what he said in this episode – I'm trying to take my piece before Sidious takes it back. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my part of the galaxy. And I'm going to be honest with you. Not only is that a syndicate mindset that we saw in Solo, and now we're starting to see in The Mandalorian, but it's a side of the galaxy that you look at and you're like, holy crap. Like, he does have to find his piece because Sidious is about to take all of it. I, yeah. I totally agree with everything that Maul said. You did feel bad for him. And I think that's what we're going to see going forward. And I'm so glad we did have that moment in Rebels, John, because now when you look back at it, you're like, you can really understand why Obi-Wan felt the way he did. He, In his solitude, he probably took a step back and said, hold on, hold on. There is so much more to this guy that, and more to his tragic, tragic, Maul is a tragic story than anybody could ever imagine it. and i have to sympathize with that i do well, as a, as a mean, human yeah. in the galaxy yeah i mean i mean as a human who's made mistakes yeah. you know like you know if you if you can look back on your life and say that you've lived it perfectly well you know all power to you and i think that's <laughs> right <laughs> one of the things that i i appreciate um more as i get older is allowing to people to understand that you you know as you as you get older you understand you don't know everything right. you know and right. and then looking at, and hearing Maul say oh my gosh I was a tool literally mm-hmm. he's reflecting you know, on that yeah that moment where he says that I was just another apprentice I you know <sighs> that that he instead of feeling like he and I think he had for most of his his life feeling as yeah. if he was special. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he was just another guy um, because that old man, as he pulled him or that old fool was able mm-hmm. to take over for him. And that in the end, the only apprentice that Sidious wanted was Anakin. Yeah. You know, to, to know that that was the end goal and that you really weren't the, the heir apparent. That's mm-hmm. a moment, you know, and I think uh, many of us have this, whether it's in jobs or in family or, mm. or in, you know, <laughs> for those of us who had, you know, girl, uh, friends who were girls in high school and you always mm-hmm. hoped mm-hmm. that, that, um, you know, that she would move on from that guy <laughs> and would just, recognize you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in the end, knowing full well that, you know what, buddy, you couldn't hack it. 
You know, that was not going to happen. And that's not her fault. You know, look in the mirror, dude. Um, <laughs> look in the mirror. I can't even tell you how many times I had to do that for myself. Yeah. Look dude, in the mirror. It's not. Hair. Yeah. What is, you know, like if you want, if you want to be in a situation where you are in the game, whether it's a, a job or a, you know, a relationship or you got to put the work in, man. I definitely do. You know, but sometimes when you do the work, you still don't get the job. You still don't necessarily end up with the person that you wanted in high school, you know, and, and, and all the better, right. You know, cause there's jobs and situations where I had, um, you know, thought that it was going to go one way. You know, I, I certainly didn't, uh, you know, I met my, my wife in ways that I would have never imagined. And she had been in my life for a lot longer than I had even, understood and so mm-hmm. you know it, I, i'm someone who even today i was i was watching kermit the frog sing oh and i and i'm like dude, get me oh, emotional my, i got a little teary, teary-eyed and you know <laughs> like and the song is about believing in magic right and oh, believing geez. believing in the uh the unseen and i'm like god if if i ever if i ever lose that well that's oh. when i'll be old right yeah. and i think some of that is what we all love in, in characters like a Luke Skywalker and why people reacted so poorly um, to seeing him be old. Yeah. But of course we have Ahsoka, we have Ray, we have all of the, you know, um, anyone on Rebels actually. I mean, that's pretty much you know, yeah. more and more you look back on it and you're like, geez, man, that was a great show. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm so fired up for what we may see over the next couple of weeks, but I do think, and I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. sure that it's going to be it's going to be very hard for all of us who have grown to love some of these characters to really watch their ultimate demise. Yeah. And and, you know, heartbreaking to see and know where Ahsoka ends up and heartbreaking to see and know what happens to Anakin and where Obi-Wan ends up and wanting so badly to know how it all plays out but then of course mm-hmm. we have how many different series coming down the pipe that are going to really right. you know, set it all up and you know maybe 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 we're in for a treat down the road maybe that uh now apocryphal scene in um <laughs> revenge of the sith where they they didn't put it in but the senators speaking about the beginning of the galactic oh, the, uh, the alliance scene i want that scene to be canon more than oh, any scene besides yes, wedge and luke um at Tashi station, you know, like, like, the, you know, so like, I see that, that they could actually make that canon, yeah. and, you know, in flashback. Now that we know that, uh, Genevieve is going to be, or Genevieve is going to be on the cast of the cast in Andor I series. Was well, say, how, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, now, now we have something to look forward to kids. I mean, this is going <laughs> to be amazing, you know? So I'm just so pleased that, you know, in my idle moments of which there are a few, I have Star Wars to you know lay back on, and it's it's so awesome. So yeah, I mean everything coming up down the road, John. You just said it. The Cassian Andor series, adding Genevieve O'Reilly to it to play Mon Mothma. I mean, like that Revenge of the Sith cut scene. I mean, that would add so much more to it. You know, Bail Organa being in Rogue One as well. That alone, when you just see that kind of development, what Rogue One did with with. Uh, um, all the you know Rogue One focused characters when he brought in Saw Gerrera again, and connecting that to Clone Wars. Man, there are just so many pieces of connective tissue 
for us as the like I like to say the canon junkies in Star yeah. Wars who just absolutely love to break this stuff down and look at it from a large perspective. And this season of Clone Wars, and I agree with you, this these next coming episodes here are going to be so crucial to our understanding of the events that filled in episode three moving into the events that followed. So you're talking more of that line of, okay, we're in that Rogue One, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's solo territory. It's, yeah. it's all within there. And that is the connective tissue that we've been waiting for. And I'm telling you right now, I see him, I see him across Twitter. I see him across social media and I'm blocking y'all. I'm blocking y'all because yeah. you're up there saying, Oh, my goodness, we're going to break it down too far. Oh my goodness. We're going to look at this in such a tight lens. I'm like, then you can take your tight lens and yeah. put it somewhere else and read yeah, the Yeah, th there's the door, Please. bud. There is the door. You've you said know, it. Like, you said it in the last episode. Yeah, look, like, seriously. Like, like, if you want to write it, write it yourself. Let's see who else is going to read that. Okay? Because you know what? My money is on um, Ms. Ch yeah, the, who, uh, who's the directors that is going to take care of the Obi-Wan series. Oh, uh, well, isn't it, um, Deborah Chow is going to be yes. on it? Yes. I, my money is on, is on Deborah Chow. My yeah. money is on Dave Filoni. My money is on all of these creative people who have risen to the top of their, you know, genre or yeah. their, you know, their spot. And let's see what they can do, you know, before we start bemoaning, Choices that that uh, you know Dave freaking Filoni is making for goodness sakes. This is the you know, come on, you know. No, like you that. cannot play third base for the Red Sox, and no, you can't write the next Star Wars movie. There you go. I am sorry. Anyway. That's how it is. That's yeah. that, hey, that's that's exactly. You just came up with the name the the next T-shirt line from T Public. It's going to say "In Dave freaking Filoni, we trust." We it's going to change up. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be yeah. changed up because it's yeah. so true. We're in that time in the Star Wars storyline where this guy and so many countless diverse directors are now and part of actors and, and actors and post production too. specialists and you know just I, I've been just reveling in the amazing technology that we have at our fingertips now mm -hmm. and just like some of that stuff they that fight was choreographed by a motion cap <laughs> by ray park yeah like, are you <laughs> kidding are you kidding me it's like amazing. i mean just uh, you know i'm i remember watching you know the uh, the behind the scenes um the galaxy of blah, 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 oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. you know i'm getting forgive me my brain cells are starting to get addled but uh, you know like remember watching that and you're like oh my god that's so cool you know, and you got you got the guy uh, Ben Burt out in the in the with his tape recorder banging on wires yeah, to, to get, get sound right. No, that sound, yeah. that was awesome. Okay, that was great. But now we have the ability to take you know mocap from real people who are at the top of their game and then put it into entertainment that is just so spellbinding that you. You, you know, like in that moment from Twin Sons, right? I don't think that was mocap necessarily because I think it was a direct take from um, Kurosawa films. Right. However, but you can watch that moment and every move that Obi-Wan makes is purposeful, tells a story, and actually 
tells you how far as a character he has come from when he would have jumped in and tried to kill Ma. And the same thing is happening. Uh, Soka gets punched in the face at one point. Mm, And it was mm. a clear moment where she could have been dazed, but she kept her composure and she never went beast mode, if you get my drift. No, it's true. There was a calculation there. And I'm just so thrilled that it hasn't gone the way of um, so many other action franchises where you're just getting gratuitous violence after gratuitous violence. Mm. And, you know, if I want to watch that, I'll watch Aliens. Yeah. You know, right. you, know, I, uh, you know, Aliens, Aliens, you know, was amazing for that. Um, you know, Saving Private Ryan, you know, if you oh, want to see. One, yeah. That's not gratuitous, though. It tells a story. Oh. Every every death means something there. So I, I prefer to keep it like this where, yeah. You know, like something my family can share and something that I can revel in when I'm not necessarily having to, uh, you know, kill brain cells with with, uh, (laughs) vocational work or avocational work. And I can get on the phone with my buddy every Sunday and talk about it. It's awesome. That's that's what it's all about, man. You know, and uh, Star Wars fans, just prepare yourself because this coming week is going to be something else. And I am so looking forward to next week talking with my good friend John here about our reactions and so much more. It is going to be super, super exciting. But I think it's time to put a little bit of a bow on this one. Our Clone Wars reactions. Some in-depth Star Wars discussion. But it's not a podcast until we do this. It's a little thing we like to call plug time. Here at the Brick City Blockade, John, where can the good people find you across social media? Well, I'm going to make it easy for everyone this week. Uh, I, I put Love. as much as I can on uh, Twitter at J.M. Bishop Jr. at J.M. Bishop Jr. Um, I have everything there. I try to tweet everything out that I'm working on, thinking about um, You know, uh, any MAGA folks out there. Uh, I'm sorry. You won't like my Twitter feed. But uh, Star Wars I love fans, it. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, um, you know, Star Wars fans will certainly enjoy what I'm what I'm tweeting about. And my my youngest son, Luke, uh, it turns uh, four on, on May the fourth. Oh, look and at so that! So I'm I'm so very excited to uh, enjoy that. And I know we've got some really amazing stuff coming on the fourth. So beyond uh, my youngest birthday, we have the end of one series the beginning of another and just some amazing stuff so if you want to watch it all along with me i never sleep so you might as well hop on twitter with me (laughs) i love it i love it hop on with john follow along and a happy early birthday to your uh, little buddy there as well i'm sure we'll have something up for him uh celebrating for his birthday as well and listen for my plug time i'm gonna keep it simple you guys know where to follow me but i want to quickly shout out our good friend over at rebel scum James Rosile of Canada. He has a brand new film out, and I cannot wait to watch this thing. It's called Out There. Um, it's over on YouTube. The link is going to be attached to this, along with John's link to find his blogs and everything else. But please make sure to go check it out. This is the little synopsis that he wanted me to share with you guys. Everett Curtis is a loner living in his parents' basement trying to find his place on Earth. Maybe he'll have better luck finding it on Mars. A little interesting tidbit it's a short film a little piece that james was able to put together so please make sure to go over on youtube link is in description no plug for me but a plug for this awesome film and so much more coming on down the line from james as well so thank you guys so much for listening here to brick city blockade chat sessions and we will catch you on the flip side 
be well, stay safe, stay at home, and stay healthy. John, good talking with you, my friend. I'll catch you next week. Ah, rising moons. Rising moons. Rising moons. And as we always say, and it's not a podcast until we do so, hey, may the force be with you. Always. Always.